0: You know we I remember we were doing back squats one day and I was like oh my old max is like 295 for a one rep you know we we had tested that in our swimming lifting um and I got 135 on the bar and like did a set of like five or something and the coach came over and was like why don't you do that again let me watch you and so I did a couple reps like why don't you go a little bit deeper so I kind of fought to get that a little bit more you know like go deeper this was like 135, like a warm-up weight, you know? And I, I want you to stick there and just go as deep as you can each time. Cause I was probably doing like a half
1: squat, you know? Um, so I remember that was a big thing. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today I have Luke Kettelar on the podcast. Luke is about to move and start his internship with Power Athlete. Today he shares his fitness journey on the podcast. You're gonna love hearing it, and it's exciting to hear what he's got next. So, enjoy. Uh, my name is Luke Kettilar. Um coach at College Station CrossFit.
0: Let's see, I'm from Iowa originally, if y'all didn't know that, and uh, been studying applied exercise physiology, which is pretty much just a fancy way of saying exercise science at A&M for the last four years. And I'm hoping to be a strength coach, college sports one day. So. Thanks it's for ha- coming me. on the
1: podcast. Yeah, thanks for it's having me. It's your last week at College Station CrossFit. Oh,
0: yeah, it's, uh, it's weird to hear. <laughs> Man,
1: so you get, you started as a member. Yep. How long yeah. ago? Do you remember? Oh my gosh, it was, uh, I guess, three years ago.
0: Yeah, um, almost, I don't know what day I started. We'd have to go back and look.
1: Do you remember my... uh, the workout you did that day?
0: Uh, let's see. So, I actually, I came in and visited before starting my freshman year at AM and So that was four years ago. Wow. Um, and it was, man, it was, I remember it was like a 50, 40, 30, down to 10 of wall balls and maybe like dumbbell snatch, something like that. And Matt Haynes was my coach. Um, I remember it was, it was a pretty hard workout, but it was funny. He like came up to me and was like, hey, have you done this before? Because I, I think I had just jumped in um, it's like, you seem like, you know what you're doing. Like, yeah, I've done it over the summer. We kind of did it in swim practice. So, uh, yeah, that was my first workout. I remember here. Man, first one back. I don't know. Honestly, So cool, dude. Yeah.
1: To Kind of even see the over the years, man, you're already leave, you know, graduating in December. Yeah. yeah. Internship this fall. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's always crazy how time flies so quickly, you oh, know, it it's is. like, you yeah. know, for you, especially being in college now, mm-hmm. four years has probably just flown by it so fast yeah it's crazy so you don't really believe it till it happens. yeah so So we'll get into your internship and we'll get into uh what you're going to do but let's go back first and let's kind of get the story so like when did you know working out or fitness or you know what you would call like a desire to really pursue a healthy lifestyle start for you Mm um let's see so
0: I would say that my mom was a huge inspiration for being healthy, working out, um, especially like eating healthy, all that stuff. Uh, Because all growing up, she would always, she did like yoga and Pilates, you know, kind of that class structure, I guess, even before CrossFit was a big thing. Um, But she was big into that. She ran a lot, biked a ton. Uh, every family vacation we would go on, she would find something for us to do outside. Like, we loved going to Colorado. We would always go on these huge hikes. Um, So she was a huge inspiration for that. Uh, Eating right, too. She was always cooking really good, healthy food. Um, And they always had me in swimming when I was little. So I've swam somewhat competitively, like done little swim meets and stuff since I was eight years old. Um, I continued doing that all through high school. Um, and it was kind of started out as one of those things where my mom would, uh, make me do it. I wouldn't want to go to practice, you know, and, uh, I would kind of complain and try to come up with like an excuse. Like I wasn't feeling great that day. Um, but they got me to practice like three or four times a week. Um, I think that was really good for me. That's one of those things I'm glad they did.
1: What, if Um, what, which, uh, I guess what do you call them? freestyle, your breaststroke, your backstroke.
0: um, I mean, I, uh, let's see. I mean, in high school, I did a lot of freestyle and butterfly, like sprint free and butterfly. So, like, 150 uh, yards. Um, I mean, when I was little, you just kind of do everything. You know, they try to, like... Were you good? I I was all right. I was okay. Because I... I you get time. ribbons, right?
1: At swim meets. Is yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get ribbons. Um, Believe it or not, but I was, I was in swimming. I think it was like one or two years. This was oh, forever really? ago. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, hated it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hated it. I hated uh-huh. wearing a Speedo. Yeah. Like yeah. that was the my least favorite thing. And I never really yeah. pursued it. I wish I would have stayed in it. Uh-huh. Um, but I was always embarrassed because I was overweight. You know, so yeah. you put a big kid in a Speedo, uh-huh. it's just not fun. So <laughs> yeah. I don't care what you do, uh-huh. but swimming was not fun so no, but so but you would win score. a lot of ribbons you would kind of place awesome uh, i
0: mean i wasn't i definitely wasn't like the best kid at the meets or in the pool um i think i was i wasn't like you know i was like average height um kind of bigger like broad shoulders like i've always kind of broad shoulders so not the most like you know best in the water you know kind of cut through the water is usually the tall skinnier kids or pretty fast, but I was all right. Um, worked hard when I was there, even if I wasn't hundred percent in it, you know, um, in the swim practices. Was that.
1: that the only sport you played? Yeah.
0: For a while. Uh, I played, so I played like a little bit of like soccer when I was really little, like probably six or seven, um, some flag football. Uh, but swimming was the one that really stuck around a lot. Um, I did club pretty much year round, um, and I didn't start doing another sport until my freshman year of high school again, where um, I just picked up football, just jumped on because people were saying, you know, you're a pretty big guy, you should go out for it, try it out. So uh, yeah, I, I just did swimming really, besides like, you know, kind of a little quick. What would you like, you like about swimming? Man, uh, I think one thing, <laughs> it was kind of, a, you know, swimming is... I feel like we kind of have like a love-hate relationship because I was I was just stuck with it so long because my parents wanted me to do it um, that I ended up liking it and it was really my thing um, and it's one of those sports where the younger you start the better you're gonna be just because it's so much technique um, but I would say that I really learned to like the fact that it's a numbers game you know it's not like um, football line when you're going up against another guy and some games it might be you know a smaller guy and not that great so you can kind of take it easier i guess for a game. oh, the fact
1: that you're always competing against a number no right it's your previous exactly. best time yes kind of like CrossFit, always yeah in, no in exactly benchmark totally workouts. like
0: crossfit like swimming is always against the clock and time doesn't change for you you know um so you might have like better days and worse days but that time is always there. That's always constant. I, I liked that, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you like it on the good days, but kind of hate it on the bad days too, because there's never really an easy day.
1: Do you feel like swimming was foundational for your fitness? Yeah, absolutely. Like what um, ways like now that you're, you know, cause you're what, 22, 23, 23. I'm yeah. sorry. So you, you know, you swam for 18 years. 17. Um,
0: well I, I would say so I swam or I guess so I was 18 more, right so, more so like you, 10 so years, you yeah. know
1: a lot of your fitness I mean majority of your fitness has been in the pool. Yeah no, so in what ways have you benefited from that?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well swimming is a huge aerobic sport so a lot of cardio intensive you know because uh, really the shortest race in swimming is going to be like 25 30 seconds that's like your 50 yard 50 meter races. Um, and then most races are upwards of like, say like a minute, uh, two minutes, maybe even for like your 500 freestyle. that would be like five minutes, four and a half at the, I would say at the low end. So really all that's more cardio and none of that's like that 10 second sprint. you know There's not really like a true 10 second sprint race in swimming. Like there is for say like the 100 meter track, you know, uh, 100 meter sprint. So, um, swimming just naturally kind of builds up that aerobic base, which is really good. I think for young athletes and just building that ability to kind of grind through, you know, that long endurance stuff. Like we had the 30 meter row, or 30 minute row, um, last week. And that's just like something you kind of got to lock in. You're not really comfortable, but you're not dying the whole time. And you really learn to be able to sit in that middle ground And kind of push yourself close to that limit, but not over the edge, you know. So um, huge on cardio, kind of with that, is learning how to breathe. I think that was actually one thing when I transitioned into CrossFit after swimming my senior year. I realized how much breathing helped. So like in swimming, especially in freestyle, you know, you take like three strokes and you tilt your head to the side and breathe. And your head's back underwater, so you can't breathe for another, you know, second or so. Um, and then you get that next breath. So you really learn how to, I guess, coordinate your body movement and what you're doing, what muscles are working with your breathing. And I actually, I never realized how much that would help with weightlifting and especially something like CrossFit, where if you can establish a natural rhythm with your breathing, it just mentally kind of gets you in this zone of like, all right, I'm going to breathe, do a rep, breathe in on the way down breathe back out on the way up. And it's something that we talk about a lot in lifting. Um, but in the middle of a workout, you don't realize how much of a difference it makes.
1: Well, and the cool thing about what you're saying in the water, mm-hmm. you're underwater. So you have mm-hmm. to have a rhythm to breathing Exactly. or else you would probably, you know, uh, <laughs> most people have a panic attack, Right. you know, yeah. um, depending on what distance I remember, uh, I, I grew up, you know, did that little bit, that stint mm-hmm. when I was in fifth or sixth grade in the pool. And then later, um, I want to say I, I probably swam. I just knew how to swim. I don't know. Just my yeah. grandmother taught me, you know. So, but when you start talking about swimming, like what you're describing for a team or, mm-hmm. you know, distance, it's completely different, right. you know. And then I ran, I did my first triathlon mm-hmm. in 2008. Or s- somewhere around there, nine. Okay. Early, and it was a sprint, mm-hmm. and it was a four hundred open water, like in in a little. It was at Waco. Oh yeah. Oh man, breathing is huge, you <laughs> yeah. know. And what you're talking about, turning. hmm Not you know, I didn't understand turning. Yeah, yeah. And for those of people that are listening, you know that aspire to do triathlons or that you know want to learn how to swim. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's a technique, yeah. you know, because if you just tried what I did, it was just muscle it. <laughs> yeah. Just basically my ar- right and left arm, you know, of uh, course kicking, but right and left arm, no rotation in my torso. yeah. And I remember getting out of the water and it was like the biggest chest and arm pump I've ever had in my <laughs> yeah. life. Oh, I bet. And I'm exhausted. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> but there is a technique and you're right on breathing, you know. I think that um, exactly what you're talking about is like double unders. Mm-hmm. Like trying to find, I was telling... Chris Hoffman and yesterday or not Chris uh, somebody in the noon class I was trying to tell him like to not not allow this double under to be so like don't give it more energy than it deserves mm-hmm. and swimming is probably a lot like that like yeah. yep. don't give swimming more energy than it deserves because you need to find a calm pace Mm -hmm. you know like double hunters so absolutely what was the what was the longest run that you've ever had or a swim that you've ever done
0: longest swim um let's see i would say so actual competitive race longest swim i've ever done is a mile which is um in yards Mm -hmm. that's 1650 which is i think 66 laps if i remember right oh you did it in a just pool long yeah yeah oh yeah in oh. a 25 yard pool so like in the olympics it's 1500 meters you know because that little yeah. meter just a tiny bit longer than yeah. yards so it all adds up to 1500 but 1650 for um your 25 yard pool which is what a lot of pools are and it's just it's more mental than anything yeah i mean it's so long I honestly can't even remember how long it takes to swim that long. Uh, but it's just swim a lap, flip, turn, swim back, flip, turn. You just do that forever. It seems like, you know, Wow. Um, Do you remember your time? I don't know. I can't remember. I, uh, I want to say a mile would take upwards of like probably more than 20 minutes, which is just a long time to be swimming back and forth, you know? Um, yeah, I, I wasn't much of a distance guy. But. I
1: did, um, 2009, I did a half Ironman in wow. Austin. And oh, it was man. a 1.2 mile swim, uh-huh. Lake Decker. Yeah. And it was October. And uh took me like 48 minutes. Yeah. But you're exactly. just, I mean, you're kind of just going, you know. Yep. I mean, it's just, in a way, it's a little bit like like a long run, you mm-hmm. know. It's just a very like once you get in your rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's opposite of a CrossFit workout sometimes yeah. cuz CrossFit's like oh, I'm just trying to control my right. you know head and my lungs. No exactly. But it's like you can find that pace kind of like you would on a long run. Kind of like the row last week, you know. Yeah, absolutely. If you can find yourself to find a good rhythm. Mm-hmm. Man, that's awesome. Awesome. so do you swim much anymore or you no, I haven't swam in a while. Um, I
0: swam a little bit my freshman year of college. Um, I think just because I was living on campus, so the rec was like a 10 minute walk, you know, Um, and had a ton of time. I didn't know what I was doing, you know, before uh, when classes kind of started, so I would, I remember I would go to the rec, I would like lift for like an hour, and swim for like 45 minutes, and you know, it's just because I had the time, and I was kind of bored, and I'm far from home, so like on the weekends, I would just kind of go work out for like two or three hours, Um, sounds which awesome fine. yeah yeah <laughs> right so when um,
1: you mentioned earlier that you started crossfit well i guess when you were swimming so this was back home uh yeah not quite
0: when i was swimming so like our junior and senior year of high school so i was still swimming um our coach kind of let us come up with our own conditioning when we were, so we would do a couple lifting days in the mornings. We had two days. So like Tuesday, Thursday, I think were our lifting days. And after like, you know, 45 minutes of lifting, we would have 15, 20 minutes to do some conditioning. And my junior and senior year, he let us start to come up with the conditioning. Uh, Cause me and another guy, um, we kind of into the workout stuff. You know, we're, stayed in shape out of season and we're starting to mess around with pretty much intense you know high intensity interval training and so we looked at about a bunch of crossfit stuff and we found like fran and like the 300 workout oh, it was yeah. like a super old one yeah you know, from like the 300 movie um and we tried them in our uh, like our lifting sessions in the morning so i kind of started crossfit like a fake crossfit then But it wasn't until after my senior year of swimming, so it would have been, I guess, spring of 2015, I think, uh, that I had started going to a local CrossFit gym because I was done with swimming. knew I wasn't going to swim in college, so uh, my mom actually told me about a CrossFit gym that she knew of and checked it out, joined, and uh, that's kind of where my real, I would say, CrossFit journey started with a coach and everything. How was that? it was awesome. Um, I loved it, man. I think, um, the biggest thing, like I kind of just hinted at, is having a coach and someone to really watch you and make sure you're doing things right. Um, and to be able to push you. And, um, that made a huge difference because you can, you know, you can throw down in a gym all you want with your buddies. And it's kind of like, we didn't really know what was going on. We were just in our high school weight room, messing around, uh, doing like bunch of burpee broad jumps and some deadlifts and kettlebell swings and stuff. Uh but once I really got to that CrossFit gym, you know, we I remember we were doing back squats one day. And I was like, "Oh, my old max is like 295 for a one rep, you know. And we we had tested that in our swimming lifting. Um and I got 135 on the bar and like did a set of like 5 or something and the coach came over and was like, "Why don't you do that again?" Let me watch you. And so I did a couple reps. I'm like, why don't you go a little bit deeper? So I kind of fought to get that a little bit more, you know, like go deeper. This was like 135, like a warm up weight, you know, and like I want you to stick there and just go as deep as you can each time. Cause I was probably doing like a half squat, you know. Um, so I remember that was a big thing. Uh, I had no idea how deep I was squatting and what it looked like at the bottom. Cause I was probably like rounding my shoulders over, like back, rounding over too. Um, so squat stuff and lower body stuff was hard because really in swimming you don't need like a big strong lower body it's more just that like really quick kicking motion Um, and so that was hard but one thing that came really naturally to me was the gymnastic stuff because swimmers naturally have just really strong back muscles from pulling through the water continuously Um, so I remember Like senior year swimming, I could do like 20 pull-ups unbroken, like strict pull-ups for like two or three sets just because my low body was really small and skinny and my upper body, like my back especially, was just really big and really strong. Um, And so, gymnastic stuff, any kind of pulling motion, like pulling, pull-ups, of course – I actually got a muscle-up, like, the first day that we had them programmed. Wow. Which people, like, hated me for. (laughs) Yeah. It was the funniest thing. I did, like, five transition drills on the rings, you know, like, close to the ground. They're like, yeah, go for it. And this was still
1: muscle-ups were, I mean, they're they're still one one of the hardest movements. But yeah, yeah, even in 2015, like, Uh fewer people had muscle-ups. Right.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. Um, My coach was like, I can't believe you just got that. Like, is that the first time you tried it, you know? Um, so that was kind of funny. Uh, but it was really the lower body stuff that was hard. I realized I had a big lack of strength there. Would you
1: say that CrossFit pushed you in a different way than swimming would? And like, what was that? Oh, new You yeah. push like,
0: yeah. Um, I think CrossFit, I mean, it really introduced me to good technique in weightlifting. Um, And then more of a, I guess, proper progression in weightlifting. It's like when we were swimming, we had kind of this really basic program where we would uh, would test like our one or two rep max. And then we would come in the week after and we would do like three sets of 20 at a certain percentage of that max. And then after like the week after that, we would do sets of 15 and then 10 and five all getting heavier. And then we would retest our one rep max, you know which like looking at it, it's not a terrible program. Um, but just from kind of what I've learned over time is that to be able to test a true one rep max, you got to be a pretty experienced lifter already. Like, you know, intermediate lifter got a few years under your belt. Um, so, and the other thing was that our technique, you know, was great. Our coach was a swimming coach. Um, he just kind of wanted us in the weight room doing something else to strengthen us and help us keep in good shape. Um, so CrossFit was really different because the coaches are really knowledgeable on technique for every lift. They know progressions, you know, in high school sports, you really just kind of jump into a lift and watch someone do it and then try your best. At least that's how it was at my high school. Um, CrossFit's got all these great progressions that teach you how to break movements down into like little pieces that you can kind of take in one at a time and then how to kind of string those together, right? Like for a back squat, you want to learn how to push your hips back, like engage your posterior chain first. Then we start to descend into that squat, like knees out, toes forward, all that stuff. Um, and so being coached in a way that made sense and had, a good progression and sort of a logical, I guess, logical steps to get better and better at every lift and every movement that we did was a huge difference. And um, my gym back home was really good about, uh, we kind of did that, you know, classic, like you do a lift and then a wad. And it was really good about having some sort of progression um, where you would try to do, let's say like three sets of five at a decently heavy weight. And then the next week you'd try to add a little bit on and just a little bit more the next week after that. Um, And so really learning, I guess, strength progression and progressing, not just your numbers, but the quality of your movement was a really new thing for me um, as far as CrossFit and weightlifting went. I think that was always something that, you know, swimming, because that's, that was our sport. Did that really well and had a bunch of drills to be able to learn the strokes and get better technique over time and swimming is one of those things where it's really clear that the better technique you have the better off you're going to be and the faster you'll be Uh, i just i guess i hadn't made that connection yet for crossfit and putting weight on a bar it was just like more weights better and that's not always the case right Mm -hmm. you want to move well with that more weight
1: did you at what point did you decide you wanted to be a coach
0: man uh that's a good question let's see so so I started CrossFit before my freshman year of college. So it was that summer that I was kind of heading out and everything. Uh, I knew I was going to A&M, and I had I just kind of jumped into it. It was just learning it, enjoying it. I, I mean, I loved it at first. So I had it for like three months, you know. Um, then I came down to a and wanted to keep doing it, uh, and I so I actually came here and visited. And I visited Aggieland, too, and they were just closer to my dorm and everything. So I went there for a year. Like They have good programming, good coaches and everything, but the atmosphere and the uh, culture is just a little bit different. Uh, but I went there my freshman year and made some good progress, I think. And when I went back home for the summer, so I went back to Iowa for the whole summer after my freshman year of college, I kind of realized that I wanted to do something with CrossFit, and I was... Uh, I had just changed my major from biology to exercise science. And so I realized I want to get some experience coaching and some kind of strength and conditioning uh, experience. So I asked the owner of the gym, who was a really cool guy, knew him pretty well, if I could just intern or just really just kind of shadow and watch the coaches and kind of learn what they do and how to coach better. And he let me do it. And so for the first half, I just kind of watched. They let me coach some warm-ups, you know, like coach a movement, demo stuff. And um, I decided that I wanted to get my L1. So I went to Chicago. It was actually over 4th of July weekend that summer and got my L1 there um, and came back. And they let me coach some classes for the second half of my summer and kind of be the, uh, like, filling in classes when people needed someone to cover them or whatever. Um, and I was actually coaching probably like close to 10 classes a week by the end of that summer, uh, which was really, really cool. I loved doing that. So I, uh, it was more so I just wanted to get experience coaching something, you know, and doing something with, um, weightlifting and CrossFit at the time. So I was like my big thing. then.
1: It, were you in the same major then, or did you switch?
0: No, I started out biology. Yeah. yeah so, so my freshman your, year I was biology, then switched in sophomore year. Yeah.
1: And so at what point now, because I want you to kinda of, kinda of segue into your internship mm-hmm. and it seems like now you're really going in the direction of kind of strength and conditioning. Yeah. And you want to build a career off of health and fitness. Yeah. Absolutely. So kinda of tell me now, like when you decided, like when did it become something that you felt like, man, I really want to do this rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's a good question. So I actually started out
0: in exercise physiology thinking I would probably do like physical therapy or something. You know, I just really loved the CrossFit stuff. So I think that's why I really started shadowing coaches and then coaching at that gym back home. And it was something to do love being in the gym. Um, so I didn't really think of it as, I guess, coaching in general as a career option at that point. I wanted to be a physical therapist because I thought, you know, that's, I don't know, that, that has a little bit more, I guess, respect to it than a, than a CrossFit coach, which, I mean, I was totally wrong. No offense, CrossFit coaches. Yeah, no I'm offense kidding. at all. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like you go to professional school and physical therapists just have good jobs. You know, that's kind of a well-known thing. Um, and as I was going through that sophomore year, I, um, I had gone to a chiropractor a couple times and it wasn't really till, I guess it would have been towards the end of my junior year that the bum gardeners started to announce that they were having like a chiropractic, um, office and, I was really interested in that I was like, oh man, this chiropractic stuff is something that I have experience with because I'd never actually been to a physical therapist, but I'd went to a chiropractor a few times, started going to Ben and I was really interested in that for a while. So I know this is kind of a long road to coaching, but I, um, just that like junior, senior year, I was really interested in, um, I think I've, I've kind of talked with you about it, but, uh, like programming and strength training and all that. Uh, I actually looked into some West side conjugate method stuff, which you just went to that seminar um, a few months ago. And so I really got interested in like getting stronger, like cause I had kind of plateaued at that point. You know, the beginner gains had kind of worn off or well worn off and I was really wanting to lift more weight, uh, get stronger in the gym more than anything. So I looked into a lot of strength programming and training through some West Side stuff, um, some old CrossFit football stuff, um, some Starting Strength, Mark Ripto. and these are all awesome resources to check out if anyone's interested. Um, but I think at that point, I really realized like I, I would love to be able to work like chiropractic and rehab with some athletes, you know, help them stay healthy and um, get healthy if they're injured or something. I really love the programming and like seeing athletes get stronger in the gym and seeing, you know, how they're moving in the gym and what kind of numbers they're able to put up with good technique and how that lends to their progress, not just in the gym, but on the field and make them faster, stronger, you know, better athletes overall. Um, So it wasn't until pretty recently, really, like in the last year that I realized I would love to be a strength and conditioning coach.
1: And so, how did you find? Tell everybody. Let's or let's uh, talk about your internship. Yeah, because I think that kind of segues into what you're about to go. do. Yeah, no, that's
0: a huge part. And of I that.
1: would love for you to kind of give it, give more than just what you're doing. Talk mm-hmm. about how you got the internship, which yeah, I know was absolutely. You know, you, you really worked hard. Yeah, it was a process. It was yeah. so. Wow. Uh,
0: so, like I said, one of the resources I checked out when I was really interested in strength training was CrossFit Football. Um and so if anyone remembers CrossFit football or if you don't know what CrossFit football is I guess um it's run by a guy named John Wellborn he was in the NFL for 10 years um and he was approached by CrossFit to start this more sport specific side of CrossFit so really we know that general so CrossFit is really the sport of gpp right that general physical preparedness this is all like level one seminar stuff and it's really about building each individual kind of aspect of your fitness like your cardio your strength your gymnastics building all those up a little bit at a time so that overall you're more physically fit and it kind of helps to push you as a human being into a better shape Um, by kind of tweaking all those individual things, not really in in a particular order. And there's not like a specific focus. It's just, we want all those to creep up over a lifetime, but in sport and sport performance, it's not necessarily the case, right? So like if let's say um, an NFL quarterback only did CrossFit and then showed up day one to their NFL training camp, like they would probably be a little rusty if they hadn't thrown a football for a while or hadn't ran sprints in a while or um, hadn't, you know, not just thrown a football, but been able to take a snap, drop back three steps, check their receivers, and make a decision all within less than a second, right? Yeah. So um, the CrossFit football kind of uh, purpose was that. CrossFit. So Greg Glassman wanted something that would help those sport athletes. So the sport specific athletes be able to increase their performance with something like CrossFit, but also be able to, I guess, tie it into their season, you know, because that's a really important thing too. And being able to improve their sport specific skill along with their general physical preparedness. So kind of the I guess put that in more layman's terms, really to get better at your sport while being in better shape at the same time. So uh, John, being an NFL football player, had a lot of experience with the sport specific stuff, and he had learned a lot over the years as far as strength and conditioning went, just asked questions about um, strength and conditioning to his coaches and had some cool conversations with them, met some really cool people throughout his career. And he founded this CrossFit football program as a way to get athletes stronger, um, more coordinated, faster sprinting speed and kind of tie in how that all should cooperate with sport, right. And with your season and timing that well, um, and also allowing that time to practice your sport skill because you need that sport skill practice to be good at your sport. Right. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and so that was CrossFit football for a while. Um, And so he saw a lot of great success with that. They had a CrossFit seminar like the L1, but, um, you know, there's that CrossFit gymnastics certification. There's a, the conjugate certification. Now his was one of those, and it was like a sports specific certification. So they had that for a while. And then kind of, as the years went on, decided that they weren't doing the best job they could in preparing athletes for their sport with just CrossFit, and some stuff with CrossFit HQ didn't really work out. So they ended up splitting off and creating a company called Power Athlete HQ. I think this is really the vision and the dream that John had in wanting to train athletes and make, uh, I guess, a whole program designed towards making athletes faster, stronger, just better at their sport. And so Power Athlete HQ today Um, it's in Austin Texas Uh, they they do a lot of some online programming more so a lot of coaching the coaches now so they work with a lot of strength and conditioning coaches even like PE coaches and they work to basically educate them to what the proper way to develop an athlete is from youth throughout even like the professional level Um, and so with that, I, I kind of found, you know, I was searching for CrossFit football, um, I would say like a year and a half ago or something, couldn't really find anything because I didn't know it was in the thing anymore. Uh, but it kind of led me to this Power Athlete site, you know, followed the links through and um, just through reading some articles, looking at what their site has, I kind of found out that Power Athlete is, it's a more specific version of CrossFit football, you know. And really a fleshed-out version of what CrossFit football was trying to be Um, and so with that I started to follow some of their programming Uh, got a lot stronger um, saw some great progress and really loved the attention to detail they have and their warm-ups movements Um, they had really logical strength progression in a lot of their programming they even have some nutrition programs so they're kind of reaching into some really cool circles Um, and as I was getting towards the end of my time at a and uh, The last thing I have to do for my degree is this internship. And so I was, I was going to do it with Ben because I was planning on being a chiropractor for a while. Um, and I was still kind of thinking, you know, I want to be a strength coach, but I, I guess I'll just get the experience of like working in a chiropractic office and learn some cool skills and get a hangout with Ben. But I really realized, I'm like, I don't think I'm maximizing that opportunity, you know, and how could I do that best? And so I really just reached out to the power athlete guys, sent a couple emails to a couple different addresses that I found. Um, Because it's not really a normal question, you know. So they had like, do you have questions about the programming? Like, what are you asking about? And their little form that they filled out. So I kind of put the other option, said like, hey, I'm looking to intern. Actually, I was wondering if you have any sort of opportunity like that or if you've ever done that before. Um, Eventually got a response back. And said let us see what we can kind of flesh out for you and we'll get back to you in a little bit and so over the last few months really um, kind of talked back and forth about what this internship would look like what the requirements for my degree are you know they uh, they want you to be able to accomplish certain things in that internship um, what it might look like with them and the kind of opportunities that they would be able to give and uh, so eventually they said yeah sure. Like we'll consider you as an intern, send in an application. Um, and after I sent that in, they said, cool, come for an interview and went to that. Um, got to see kind of what they're about, what their facilities like, what I might be doing there. And a few days later they emailed me back and said, you're in like, you can start, uh, just let us know when you can start and we'll jump you on ship. So man,
1: such a cool story. And have they had an intern before?
0: Yeah, they've had a few. Um, let's see. So they, they actually used to be in Santa Santa Barbara? No, uh, somewhere in California. Um, and I think they had a few while they were there, but I think it's been a while since they've had And
1: one. they kind of issued you your first project, right? They did. What, what, yeah. did, they, what did they ask you to do?
0: Um, so first thing that they want me to do officially as an intern, kind of a funny story. When I was there for the interview, um, they had me work out kind of went through like all right like why should we want you as an intern and all the interview questions you know Um, and it was really cool pretty intense like they they don't mess around which I respect that a lot and I'm really looking forward to being around that but my first I guess unofficial assignment was they said here's 40 bucks go to Home Depot we want you to buy two big four foot by eight foot whiteboards because we need a couple more in our office so like build those up we've got some two by fours out back Um, you can look at how we did our our other one, because they had already built one. They're like, all right, we don't care how you do it. Just build it tall enough. You know, I was like, how tall do you want it? So I reached up. He's like, Oh, about that tall, you know, reaching up. I love so it was, that. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Cause I mean, I'm so used to like, okay, what exactly do you want? They're like, just make it work. Like we want you to be creative and do something that works. So I had that afternoon to kind of build those couple whiteboards, set them up in their office, debrief with them. And uh, so that was like an unofficial assignment, you know. But since then, um, they've kind of set me on uh, joining their fundraising efforts. So uh, part of Power Athlete, and as it's grown, uh, they've met a lot of cool people. Like I said, and I think it was uh, one of John Welborn's family friends, uh, the De Bruin family. They had um, a kid with this cancer called neuroblastoma. So it's a pediatric cancer, so affects kids uh, really from six months to five years old, usually. Um, and really unfortunate thing is that it usually has, has a very high fatality rate within two to five years of age. Um, so Wade De Bruin, their son with neuroblastoma, unfortunately died after uh, being diagnosed and, you know, they're seeking treatment. Um, doing whatever they could to help him, uh, but unfortunately passed away. But the cool thing about um, sort of these connections that John has and just the heart that he has behind helping these people out, helping his family friends, was that he decided he didn't want anyone, any family to have to go through that again. So started a charity, a totally nonprofit charity called Wade's Army, um, named after Wade De Bruin, which is I think is really cool, um, and so what they do is they do whatever it takes to give families the care that they need for their kids. Um, they support research initiative, so not only researching neuroblastoma and trying to come up with a cure, but also funding experimental trials. So like kids who are kind of at their last option, they will fund experimental trials to give them really their best shot at having a cure and at making it. Um, They fund a really cool project that they're doing this year is, I can't remember what hospital it is, but one of the hospitals they work with, they're trying to totally revamp the kitchen. So like in CrossFit, we know how important nutrition is for health, right? And there's a lot of research coming out that is linking kind of processed foods to these terminal diseases like cancer. And so, Um, you know, hospital food kind of gets this bad rap as it's, it's not great. Usually kind of looks processed pre-prepared, you know, like it just came out of a microwave and they really know that they're big on the nutrition at power athlete. So they're trying to totally revamp, call it like a green kitchen and really use this, I guess, these more natural foods that we know are better for us to help them, fight cancer really so using nutrition as a way to fight cancer not just these um, you know chemotherapy or whatever treatments they have Um, and so Wade's army really they do whatever they can to help out these kids with neuroblastoma Um, and it's been going on for a few years now there's a Wade's Wad, actually I think it's on uh, I'll have to check but November 11th November 20th, somewhere in there. Uh, I'll post on the Facebook page about it. If anyone wants to yeah. jump in and do it, but, uh, there's a Wade's wad in his honor. Um, they have our Wade's army uniforms, which is like a t-shirt. If you donate 35 bucks, you get a t-shirt. And if you, like, you know, you can post a picture of you on Wade's army or Wade's wad day with your Wade's army uniform. And they've just really made it this awesome community that, um, they're just trying to spread the word spread awareness for what this neuroblastoma really is um, put some faces of their heroes It's really cool on their website you can check it out they call them their heroes and Wade is one of them. It's a bunch of different kids that have suffered through neuroblastoma um, so end line or bottom line really is if if you're interested in just reading about that, please do because. The big tagline of Wade's Army is the way to beat this cancer is to give it a name. Um, So let people know about neuroblastoma, what it is, and how we can help out.
1: And you've kind of thrown out if you hit your goal, Mm -hmm. you're going to shave your beard. Yep,
0: that's right. So I've kind of been teasing at some of the classes that I've had um, that, you know, asking like, who's seen me without a beard? (laughs) And there's maybe one or two people that I've found. I think Julie's one of them. And maybe Brittany. Um, So it's been a while since I've shaved my beard clean. I think it's been over two years now. Um, So, with that, my incentive is if I reach my goal of $5,000, so none of this is going to me, of course, but it's all going, you know, it's kind of, uh, I guess, through my page. So, credited to like, I have told these people about it, but it all goes to Wade's army. Like all of it does. So if I reach my goal of $5,000 before that Wade's wad day, so in November, I'm going to shave my beard totally clean. And there might even be, if I hit that, there might be like a stretch goal to shave my head clean. I don't know. I just want to see what we can get really. So, uh, yeah, I've been trying to start a lot of conversations about it, talking to people, uh, really to, to just raise that awareness, you know, um, and, Every little bit helps, even if it's just people talking about it uh, and telling other people. So it's been an awesome thing to be a part of. And there is an incentive to get my face clean and baby smooth.
1: Maybe which... Ashley will be kind of forking over the main balance <laughs> and hopes. Maybe. Unless she Who might knows? Your yeah. Beard already. Yeah. My girlfriend hasn't
0: <laughs> even seen me without a beard, except in pictures, I guess. Oh, that's cool. Um, but...
1: So you start next week, right? So. Yep. That's your right. Your internship fit. You'll be moving yeah. out. Yeah. And man, uh, this weekend. Wow, man. Well, um, that's great. I'm super excited for your internship yeah, and just thanks. all that you're going to learn from those guys. Mm-hmm. I was telling this. I've been. I've probably said this like ten times. I think you'll. You're going to do a lot in the world of strength and conditioning. Thank you. Thank you. you just can tell with. The way you pursue that, and your focus, and your desire to learn, you're mm-hmm. going to learn a lot from these guys. So yeah. it'll be great, even after this semester, what you learn just from working with them for you know the next three or four months. And yeah. So very cool. So last question I ask everyone who comes yep. on the podcast is the title of the podcast is Building Better People. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the core purpose. It's, the, it's our why, mm-hmm. it's what wakes us up early, what keeps us here, long days, and right. you've been a part of our staff mm-hmm. uh, now over a year, participated in a lot of our events, our internal like coaches events and retreats and different things that we do. What does building better people mean to you and how is that true for you? Yeah, man, I
0: it has been awesome to see this gym grow even over the last couple of years and be a part of it and really see how it works, you know, on the staff and, um, coaching everyone. And there's like kind of the obvious answer where it's like, you know, I've gotten more fit. Like I remember, um, Matt and Blake were the two coaches that I really had a a lot, um, when I first started here and I loved seeing the progress and they were great coaches, like big props to them. And it's awesome to hear that Matt's starting his own gym, you know? Um, and I loved like just the enthusiasm and all the creativity that Blake had in his ups and stuff. So there's obviously that you get more fit, um, you know, really learn about your health and fitness and how your body works and what's best for you. Uh, I think that even like the bigger picture is just the culture of this gym has shaped me so much into the person that I am today. You know, having you as a boss and having that accountability of just having responsibilities and a job and, A schedule to stick to. I mean, I think everyone needs that before they graduate college or, you know, really jump into the working world. Um, and I think just being around these amazing people, like we have, I didn't even realize it till we, I started coaching here, but we have some incredible people at this gym, like people who have lived a lot of life, people who are really successful in their business and not just business, but in, in their marriages, um, in their walks with the Lord. Uh, we have a ton of pastors here, which is one of my favorite things. And sometimes I'll just say like, Hey, I was like reading this verse the other day. I didn't really understand what it means, you know, in the middle of a class and they'll get me like kind of a quick explanation and we'll talk about it after. So, um, man, there's so many ways that this gym has made me a better person. Um, I think the biggest thing is just those relationships that shape your character, people that push you to be better, um, a better you than you were yesterday. Um, I think that's a really cool thing. Um, It's something that I've kind of learned in fitness and in, I guess, more spiritual, emotional side, is that you don't have to make these huge leaps and bounds in your progress in fitness or in relationships or anything. It's just about, hey, can I do a little bit more yesterday than I did yesterday? Like, can I just make a tiny bit of progress? Like those, you know, those 2.5-pound plates. And you got to find what the relational 2.5-pound plates are and stack them on a little bit every day or every week even. Like any sort of progress helps. Um, And be able to rely on those people around you to push you and keep you accountable. Keep adding that weight to the bar or keep doing Another thing, having another conversation with someone in the gym, just ask them how their day is, you know, um, because you have no idea how much impact
1: that makes. Just
0: doing those little things a little bit at a time.
1: Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.